You don't you, you don't have to edit. You have to edit. You just got to hit press stop and that's it, isn't it? Well, I've got to combine this audio with that vision so that the things can be in there. I was wondering how you're going to do that. Yeah. So that's all right. Oh, so you're going to you're going to wait in so our audio from our mics is is on the video as well. Well, that, You've that, connected that as well. No, well, it's not recording directly into oh, the camera, okay. so I've got so to do it in a soundtrack. Post. Right? Okay, so you got to put this. Do it in post, and then right. I've got to top and tail. Then, so, then you got to render it, <laughs> and then you got to upload. Mate, this is so the audio. This is an exclusive. We're never doing video again. <laughs> this is Trevor's idea, by the way, not mine. Unless Trevor's uh, idea. Unless we get a huge number of Patreon donations. Patreon, and that's very hard Do because we, we don't have a Patreon. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where, where the hell did the Patreon come from? And how long has it been going on without my news? <laughs> is what I want to know. Well, breaking news, this whole office is being paid for by two blokes talking <laughs> yeah. tech Patreon supporters. Yeah, okay. Imagine, Where's my desk? Imagine that rot. Wow. Imagine if all it's after a, all this time, it's everyone a it's a had, had been spent sending money to us and I'd and, not given and you, you had, money. Yeah, you owe me eight years worth of, of, of royalties. Um, That'd be a solid check. Anyway, um, for those... You are joking, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to be sure. For those <laughs> listening, uh, traditionally on the podcast, um, for some reason I've decided, because Stephen's come all the way with his passport to yep. the EFGM offices... It took a while. Um, the e-readers oh, were down. The bro- they were broken. Oh, the, the passport readers. Yeah. They were down. Oh, we should talk... You hear about that? No, we won't talk... About, let's, it's not on the rundown. Let's not talk about it. Okay. I've decided to hit record on the camera. Yep. And we'll put this on YouTube. I, I mean, so I don't happens. know. Why? What do they say? Uh Hoist up the flag and see if anyone salutes. You know, those. what do they say? Like, <laughs> throw it against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, okay. What are those sayings, you know, in the ad agencies? I've got a great saying. Let's get the show underway. <laughs> Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Episode 386, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden, and we're here to give you the latest in technology, and as we said, for some reason we're recording a video, and if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, I, I, I don't know, leave a comment. Do we look stupid wearing these headsets, or should we have had the mic stands? What do you think? We look well, like, you know we we look like commentators of the football. Let's do another... Well, I'm down the draw line, try, try, try! Rabbitohs, try! <laughs> no, the Rabbitohs <laughs> lost. No. Um, uh, maybe we'll do one more. We'll do one more video next week, and we'll put the we'll do the microphones. That means I've got to drive out here again. Is that right? Or? Oh, you poor dear. <laughs> That's okay, mate. You've got a beautiful car. You love your car. Why not spend time in it? Absolutely. All right. I don't Just mind at all. Out. I like driving. Yeah, and for those of you who live outside of the small district of space <laughs> that Stephen, um, you know, in, the inhabits suburbs is inhabits. Like a, uh, like a you fence. know, cheerio. Anyway, uh, lots to talk about here on this week's show. Stephen, let's get straight into it and, and talk Game of Thrones. Yes! yes. <laughs> Game of yes. Thrones, which you've not seen one episode of. No, I, what right? I did once was I skipped through some bits to see how rude it was. Because people said it was <laughs> it had Rudy bits in it. Ah. And it was, there okay. was Rudy bits, but not okay. that. I mean, it's not. Can I tell you a little story about Game of Thrones? I, I've, I've been to when Game of Thrones. When have you ever told a little story? Well, okay, <laughs> this will be a short story. I start, I've read all the books, so I, I was into the whole series before the, C- the the TV show started. Yeah. I remember saying to my wife, I said, you know what, let's sit down, this will this will be our new show, let's watch this. Okay. And in episode one, season one, there's beheadings and violence and nudity and it's and, and at the end of it she said, no, you know what, this is your show. <laughs> but a couple of years later, she's discovered it again. Someone, I think one of her friends said, oh, you know, are you in the Game of Thrones? And she got back into it and then binged like five seasons to be She's Catch more fanatical about it than me now. How romantic. Isn't that funny? There you go. Isn't that romantic? 
don't know if it's romantic, but we watch it together now. But the drama, um, I believe there's a, a season happening right now. Yes, at 11 the final, o'clock, the final 11 season. 11 o'clock every Monday. Season um, eight's the final I've season. I've muted the hashtag on Twitter, which is just so freeing. <laughs> That's um, actually a good idea because I, no. I just I just close Twitter down so I don't get any spoilers. No, so that's so mute the brush, hashtag GOT. Very good. Bachelor in Paradise. Brush that. Just Q and A. I've yeah, muted that. Q&A, it's just yeah. great. You just it frees up your social media. Okay. Anyway, um, the the drama here is not that you know one. How do you get it? Remember t- two three years ago it was you can't watch it and it's really expensive and, and people were, people it was the most pirated TV show of all time. Yeah. So yeah. we've kind of breached that now with Foxtel. Now it's actually uh, several ways you can get at it. Affordable yeah. To, yeah. to get to, right? Yeah. But as I understand it, this most recent episode, was it episode three? Episode three of, um, a, of, of series season eight. Eight yeah. um, was awfully dark. And it by was. dark, I don't mean beheadings and, you yeah. know, dark things. Actually lighting dark. Literally, yeah, yeah. they forgot to turn the lights on <laughs> because it was all set in night scenes and those yes. kind of things. So that, you know, essentially it was a very dark picture. Yeah. And the episode people, was called The Long Night. Oh, right. And so people... Because there was this massive battle that was happening. People are jumping on Foxtel forums and on social yeah. media going, hey, what the hell's what? going on? I don't know who the hell's being beheaded. Yeah, there's people, there were people, and I've, I've quoted some of them on, on my story from the Foxtel community page mm. that were saying, I gave up watching watching it after 20 minutes. And this this that, that person was watching it on an OLED TV. So you think black levels, it would kill the black levels. Other people saying, unwatchable, cancelling my subscription. But there was another guy who said he, he's, uh, he's had experience in the AV industry. Mm. And he's, he's the one who sort of brought up the whole compression and how it was a, a choice to how they did it. I'll, I'll read what he said. I found this broadcast was completely unacceptable. There's no way the picture on Foxtel is comparable to other broadcasts globally. And now, there were other complaints, not just in Australia, right. around the world. Make, make no mistake, we're not talking about the darkness and lack of visibility. This is a creative choice. We are specifically talking about broadcast bitrate, which affects dark area detail levels. So, and, and I've got a bit of experience with broadcast bitrate because when I worked at SBS, we had a lot of debates about bitrate broadcast because essentially, uh, and it's a bit different from free-to-air, but free-to-air, you've got this much space in the air and you get to, to, to break it up for all your channels. And especially during the World Cup, we were like, well, we, you know, we need to make sure the World Cup's taking up as much space as possible so that it's really good quality. Absolutely. So we're just going to take a little bit away from the food network or whatever <laughs> because, you know, like it's more important. Yeah. And so... Well, Foxtel did the same. For, for whatever reason. But see, Foxtel, it's, it's unusual though because Foxtel's high-definition sports channels, for yeah. example, are... Exceptional. They're great. Foxtel HD Sport is a better quality HD than any free-to-air HD has ever been because they choose to essentially broadcast a native uh, 1080. So was it only Foxtel now? Was it the cable? Was it the satellite? It was 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 across the board. I I watched it, and you know my setup at home. I've got a 4K Sony projector, uh, HDR, 150-inch screen, watching a recording off our IQ4 box. I recorded the 11 a.m. Right. So it, was, it was recorded in good quality. Mm-hmm. I still struggled to, to see it properly. Yeah, Lincoln. Yes. Lights off, the whole palaver. Like normal viewing conditions, yeah, lights down, screen on, and it was hard to make out details. And not only was it dark, for those who've watched the episode, no spoilers, it, it was dark, but it was a lot of fog and cloud and... and I'm thinking, what is happening? A lot of movement as well. So there's a lot of things moving around quickly, you know, battle scenes, and it was really hard to so wake what, out stuff. I don't understand then. Is it all Foxtel? Because you had the well, complaints internationally. No. Well, so 
Well, has it been solved? Is there a version well, of it that's okay? I think there's a. I think HBO. There's something at the HBO end because right. Foxtel they released a statement that I put in my story too. They this is their statement. Foxtel's transmitting all episodes of Game of Thrones as it was provided to us by HBO, uh, and they're saying we haven't deviated from how we've broadcast Game of Thrones in in past seasons in any way, and our HD distribution is in yes, line with I, our normal standards. So I would agree. Nothing business as usual for Foxtel. Yeah. So I think, and but the fact that it was complained about in other regions. Kind I of think it's a them. screw up from HBO somehow. So let me let me speculate then, just using the same kind of background. Um, essentially, you know, HBO make the show, and then it's you know sitting on a very big hard drive, yeah. and it needs to be then delivered around the world. And I'll, I'll bring you behind the fold here. I mean, we had business cases at SBS about getting content from London to Sydney, right? Because they would fly the tapes. They would fly All tapes right. on, on planes huh. to get here. So they got the tape and they okay. ingest them. Right. And then we went digital and it's like, well, what do you do now? And I'm, I'm sitting there going, don't we just put them on Dropbox? I mean, you know, like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. seriously. But then, <laughs> yeah. you know, shows are very big. Yes. And there's a lot well, of, this um, would be. Th- there's a lot of transcoding issues. Yes. There's, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it's not just, just a Dropbox file. To add, but in yeah. the end, HBO is the one that determines exactly what they're putting on the on Aspera disc. or yeah. whatever it yes. is that is getting distributed to, to the add, others. to add to the issue... This was also the longest ever episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, it's an hour and 22 I'm minutes. I'm bored just thinking about so, it. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's only six episodes in season eight. And, Who died? Um, yeah, there were several characters died. I'm not going to give it up in case people oh, haven't mate, watched if, it yet. If you're a massive Game know, of Thrones fan and you some, haven't watched it by now. Well, no, there are some people that I know who are fans, but they're, they're saving it up and binge it all in one. So I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to give away spoilers to anyone. But, yes... It was a battle. People die. It was a massive battle. Longest battle ever recorded on television, apparently. On television? The longest TV battle of all time. It took like 55 days to shoot oh. it. It was crazy. But the compression sto- the compression side of this story is... the is You, you know how whenever a, a video file is compressed and there, you know how there's a lot of colour information? Yep. Because it was a lot of greys and blacks and there's not a lot of information there. So the picture, and I've got a shot of uh, what I think is Jon Snow on a dragon. So see that picture there? And for yeah. anyone who wants to see it on Very Tech good. Guide, that's a picture of Jon Snow on the back of a dragon, right? So see all the little blotchy, the, al- the alias thing going on up yeah. here? The artefacts, I should say, yeah. artefacts. And just so much noise and all that. that. That's what we had to watch the, for most of the episode. That's what it was like. Because there's just not enough information and data to fill that out. The only times you could see the screen really well was when the dragons were, were breathing, breathing fire. fire and, oh, hang on, I could see now. And then that would die down and then you, you, you're you kind of squinting in the dark to try how to make it. How does this happen? I don't know. Oh, I don't know how this gets through to the keeper. Well, if, and if it happened on the biggest TV show in the world... That's why people are complaining. If this had happened on is it Big Bang Theory, is it really? It oh, is. It tell is. Me, this is bigger than Big Bang, Big Bang Theory. Yes. Bullshit. This is an event. This last episode season, it. and like any any fan will tell you, this yeah, season. I, that's I the final the, season too. I, final mate, season. I'm not debating. It's an event. That it's a great show, yeah. and lots of people watch it. I'm just saying, I think there's bigger shows than Game of Thrones on TV. No, there's not. Mate, it's not I even on. I can't. It's think not even it, on free to air in but, anywhere in the world. But that that's a reason why it's big. Oh, I'll tell you right now, in Australia, exclusive. more people watch Married at First Sight than Game of Thrones. Well, I, I don't know about that. There's no doubt. Know. Yeah, maybe. But it's no, just this not is possible there's 1.6 million people watching okay. Game of Thrones. Well, I don't think there'll be many people that'll disagree with me when I say it is the biggest show in, on TV right now. Okay. 
biggest by far. Have you seen Lego Masters? <laughs> I quite enjoy. I quite enjoy Lego. I thought of you actually. I know you're a Lego fan. I just went and there. I tweeted. I'm thinking this is just a one big Lego ad, and I, and I and said it's working because yeah. I, I want to buy Lego now. Mate, how good is the show? Yeah. How anyway, good, did you audition for that? No. Are you, you, you're I'm not really a Lego master. Are you good on the bricks? I go okay on the bricks against seven and eight year olds. Yeah, I also tweeted that one of the challenges they should have is make them walk barefoot across. Yes, Lego I bricks. thought that was very that'd funny. Be, that'd be good. Yeah, thanks for the like, mate. Did but, I like? But it? You never gave me. Yeah, all good. I saw it though. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. I definitely saw it. Okay, it passed anyway, your eyes. That's you, good enough. If you for me. really give a rat's about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is massive, mate. And let's be clear, I don't, don't give be bagging Game of Thrones. There'll be a lot of our listeners and viewers now who will say that's them's fighting words if you bag Game of Thrones. It's a massive show. That'd be like you mm. bagging the Rabbitohs to me. Well, mate, they're Almost a rubbish team. <laughs> How are they going? They, they've only lost one game this year. Really? One from six. Wow. Yeah. Wayne Bennett. Uncle Wayne is doing a great job. Uncle Wayne yeah. boy. We were recording this the night before the big grudge match between... Wayne's old team, the oh, Broncos. Hasn't that been and, hyped uh, up South, too? Yes, it has. The media's just gone to town on us. The Broncos have lost every game except the last no, one. So. No, they've won, they've won, I think, two out of, out of okay, six. Okay, mate, yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, that's right. All right, so you should smash them. Absolutely. Well, if we you should, don't, we should. Oh, how embarrassing. Well, yeah. Anyway, full details of the Game of Thrones stuff at <laughs> techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Well, there, we we touched on uh, during the last episode about the dramas with the Galaxy Fold, Ooh. and wasn't that wasn't that a big story when Mate. these phones were breaking after a couple of days? And to make matters worse, they were in the hands of these reviewers and influencers. In the hands of the so worst public. possible people to have a problem. Although, though, to the, to Samsung's in their defence. These gibberers were ripping off layers of I know, off the but screen. Mate, I'm like, convinced that I would have done the same thing. So I, I went to uh, a house today. The Today Show did a family thing, and yeah, I, the, the TV yeah, was great. Good. But and they had this great TV. I didn't need to organise a new TV for them. They had one. Yep. But mate, it still had the plastic around the outside. Yeah. I, I'm trying to rip it off because I'm like, oh. Then I thought maybe they don't want to. But whenever <laughs> I get a phone, whenever yeah. I get a device, I I I grab that thing and I peel yeah. it off. Well, I the, think uh, I would have done the same thing. Oppo have have the screen protector. Yeah, look, it was. But what 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 didn't help them was that you could see it as a separate That's layer. That's my point. And uh, but that wasn't so, the only drama. So that wasn't the only drama. Then yeah. there was other. We talked about all this last week. Yes. The, the thing is, the thing that's happened since the last show is they've they've delayed the phone. Yes. They've literally come out and said, well, how long though? How, we, how, we, were, we were going to uh, release it in America on April 26th. That's not happening, and therefore, obviously, it's not happening in Australia anytime yeah. soon. That's pushed the Australian date back. So there's sure. no date. I'm saying to you, it can't happen within three months. How can well, you? Re- they have to re-engineer the phone because they need to work out how to make that screen protector go all the way to the edge because it is an integral part of the screen. Yeah, and they need to work out how to, in some way, uh, you know, clear the hinge so that no debris can yeah. get in there if well, that is what was that causing was the, the other problem. issue. Wasn't it? Wasn't the Verge's? The Verge's one looked that? like that was the issue. So, so what? What? What I'm imagining they're doing now is they've stopped the presses. Okay, oh, they've stopped the machinery. They're right. Stop. And then we're going to have another look. So there'd, there'd be probably a bunch of devices that are in boxes ready to go. Yeah, uh, happy with, to have one. With massive, yeah, me too. With massive stickers saying, "Do not remove this layer, this this layer of the yep. screen." But then I reckon once they do this, it reminds me of in the old newspaper days when we had a, a drop in. So if there's a big story breaks, they stop the presses or run them really slow, and then when we get the new story and the plates go on, they put it in, then run the presses quick again. Right. That's what I reckon they'll do. So they've stopped the, the manufacturing plant. And then they're, they're making, they're, they're doing all these their homework and making all these changes. And then when it's ready to go, yeah, but you can't they'll pop it in and ramp up production again. I just again. don't believe that they can find a fix, build a fix, prototype a fix, yeah. 
uh, manufacturer fix in weeks. It's it's a yeah. monthly process. It's a I, huge process. I was talking process. to a, a contact of mine who, with knowledge on this thing, and they were saying that it'll be less than a month is what they were saying. Whether that that was early information, Mate, this would be worse. Reality than has set in. What do you think? First things people are going to do when they get the phones, they're going to see how, how durable they are. It's going to be yeah, but if pushed you, to the limit. But who's going to get the the next people who get the phone will be customers, or and and us hopefully soon as well. So a customer's not going to go deliberately try to break the phone. This had enough they just publicity. Paid two grand for it, three grand. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they're not going to think. Oh, let me see if I can break this. So they're not going to be consciously trying to do something. So you like that. think that. In May, the phone will go on sale possibly. in the US. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay. It, it, look, I think the biggest issue was the... I don't think the screen, ripping the screen off, that was the, the issue. And there was only like one or two devices that did it? Two? Three with the screen, at least. So three with a screen protector, but there was like one other device? Two, that, two others that broke two had the, the, debris. the dude from CNBC and the, and the Verge with the debris. Right. So the, like, apparently in the hinge, there was like a little gap where debris could have possibly got in yeah. there inside. Yeah. So... That's only two out of however many they sent out. I know, but yeah. it, I'm t- here's my thing, and I've said this all week. There's absolutely, I believe this has had absolutely no effect on Samsung as a mobile phone company. Not at all. No. But as an innovator, yeah, it's a massive blow. Well, Samsung wanted to be first, didn't they? Yeah, they I know. wanted to be first so, out there with but, this. But when you create something completely new and it fails at the first hurdle... Yeah. No matter whether it jumps, uh, runs, runs, runs again, yeah. and then wins the race, yeah. it still it still failed at the first hurdle. Absolutely. So there's a, there's a reputational yeah. damage. Well, that's there been is done. a risk of being first. So and and what like, I bet a company like Apple is sitting back thinking, <laughs> look at these idiots. Thank let God them we, make, let thank, them make thank the God mistakes. we let we let creative build the MP3 player <laughs> early on. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. We're creative. Yes, I do. Sound card. Um, um, yeah. No, but I'm I'm just saying that they've. Being first comes at a cost because you make the first mistake. Yeah. And that's what's happened here. And companies like Apple and perhaps even Huawei. Huawei's got the, the Mate X, well, this is which is probably at even riskier having something go wrong with it because the screen is on the outside of the product. Mm. The fold is on the inside, remember? So it's inside protected. But Bottom Huawei Mate X they, they is on the fold, outside. They both fold, so there's risk for both of them. Who knows? But well, I think Apple's risk. sitting back thinking, yeah, let them make all the mistakes first. We'll go to school on their mistakes and then come up with, well, as they usually do, they're never ever on the cutting edge, the bleeding edge, oh, Apple. Yeah. But then they come through with their version and they go, wow. So, oh, But oh, you, you, you're saying, saying more than a month. Oh, and let's just talk about America here because that was yeah. going to be April 26th. Which would push our launch back as yeah, well. So right. let's just ignore Australia for a moment. Let's just yeah. deal with America. You're saying America May? Yeah, I reckon mid to late May. Oh. Which would be, I'd let's be, call it four weeks. I'd be amazed if it was available by July. Wow. So you're saying three months. Well, I'm saying two full months. Two and a half so, months. I mean, wow. two full months is, yeah. is June 26, April, May, June 26. Yeah, okay. I would be amazed if it made okay. it to, to retail stores by July. Maybe Australian, uh, hopefully, that this happens. Uh, Maybe we'll get it at the same yeah, time. At the same then, time. Yeah. yeah. You never know your luck. Maybe. Anyway, it's been an interesting uh, little while for Samsung. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and the Orbi range of uh, Wi-Fi solutions are perfect for creating the uh, ultimate Wi-Fi network at your home. And the Orbi Voice is uh, an absolute cracker because it's I'm seven... trying to look for the Orbeez in it. It's over in the other corner and uh, there's one downstairs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, what are you trying to call me out here? No, no, no. Just, oh, no, they're here. I just couldn't see them. 598 at Officeworks I've got those for. I thought yeah, it was a good deal. Because, nice. you know, they're like a six $700 product for the, for the RBK50. With, with the speaker, that's pretty but, cool. No, well, the speaker, 799 and I actually had a good look at one of these today because I installed that house in uh, yep. on the Today Show. 
So you're getting the full Orbi system because you're getting mesh, you're getting a satellite, you're getting basically, I call it a dome of Wi-Fi over your whole home, but this time you get a speaker with Alexa built in. So you can talk to Alexa, you can have yep. a whole conversation and you can so play your music and all those things. smart speaker and mesh Wi-Fi in one. Bingo. Uh, it's a cracking little product. There's an Orbi for every size home and every size budget uh, and they're available at all major retailers. You can check them out at netgear.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. So I found it interesting that uh, over the course of a couple of hours, I got a couple of announcements that that linked together in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Amazon announced that they were making their Prime Video, making Chromecast available for Prime Video customers. Okay. And Google, essentially via Amazon, announced that YouTube would be available for Amazon Fire and Fire Stick customers. So basically... I can imagine in San Francisco somewhere, there's been a, a big dinner, boozy, lots of food, <laughs> Michelin star, okay. someone from Amazon, someone from Google, and they've gone, listen, here's what I want. I want to be able to, I want to press the Chromecast button on my phone. And they go, well, just do, do it. And I go, no, no, mate, because you won't let me have what YouTube you, for what, my customers. What, what can you do for me? So you yeah. make a YouTube app for my thing, and I'll let my customers okay. use Chromecast. And That's it's how they do for everyone. That's how they do business in Silicon Valley. But isn't it amazing that it took this long for Amazon Prime Video to have Chromecast? I, like, I literally rely on Chromecast uh-huh. now. I'm still waiting, is, and whether it's happened or not, is Apple Music available with through Alexa yet? Remember there was a, there was nah. rumblings that that was going to happen like back last year? I don't believe so. Is, is, it a, is, it, is that the case in America? I mean, I've not looked, to be honest, but... Yeah, I, it hasn't worked here. Like, I, I use Apple Music on an Android phone. It works yeah, just yeah, same, perfectly. Yeah, yeah. On Android good. Auto, it works yeah. really well, too. So and it worked... I, I, while I had the Huawei, I've actually switched back to the iPhone for a little bit, just for a number of reasons, but while I had it on my Huawei, the P30, it still worked on my iPad. Oh, yeah. So I had... There's no... Two, like, I, you can have 10 devices. No, no, really? Yeah. Normally, yeah. I remember in the past, I had it on, on my iPhone. Then when I switched to my the Android, when I came back to the iPhone, it was... it was It's like I'd, it said sign up or sign in. It's yeah, a, right. It logged me out. Oh, I mean, I've got it on a bunch of devices. Okay. But I just found it very fascinating. Yeah. It is part of the politics it's of Silicon Valley, essentially. But Absolutely. Chromecast is, to me, it's integral. So when I use it, I use it for free-to-air. Mm-hmm. I use it for Fox, for KO... Uh, for Stand, yep. for Netflix, uh, and I'm sitting there, I've got an Amazon Prime subscription, I can't watch things on Chromecast. It's just such a dumb thing. But you can, Prime is all, all available on all the later, later smart TVs now, isn't it? Like well, LG, no, not really. Samsung, yeah, yeah. it's on no, the LG yeah, OLED. Sure. Okay, so you've got like 2019 well, bloody TV. I think it was on the 2018. What about well? all the people that don't yeah. have those TVs? Well, One from three or four also, years ago. It's also on 4K players, you can get it. Yeah, that's so, great, mate, but a Chromecast yeah. is fifty nine dollars. Understand? No, no, I understand. But I'm just saying that there are other ways to access. Sure, it. there is, but yeah. it's it, it's ridiculous the that the politics of Silicon Valley and these big tech companies meant that Apple, uh, sorry, Amazon Prime customers couldn't get, couldn't couldn't use them the the simplest and and cheapest streaming device on the planet. It's like Washington; one hand washes the other in Silicon Valley. That's how it's worked here. They're doing Should each it other be a that favor. way, though. Well, I think ultimately it's it's for the customer. What does the customer want? Yeah, but that's the point. So the customer. Business. This the, is business. Yeah, but Amazon knows the customer. It's it, Amazon knows the customer wanted yeah. Chromecast. That's why they held out so long and waited for Google to build the YouTube app for, for Fire Stick. Well, there you go. But I think at the end of the day, if they were actually they putting the customer stuff. first, if they're actually putting the customer first, yeah. they would have just put Should Chromecast have happened a while on. ago. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it took someone a little bit more time to work that out. Well, I'm outraged. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two of us. It's, all, it's always, uh, 
interesting months ahead of an iPhone launch, how many leaks there are. And every, every year, you think back, right, how many years there's been the leaks. And every year, I'd say, what, for the past six years, yeah. they've nailed it. Pretty much. They haven't. Well, no, be no one's ever gone to an iPhone launch and gone, oh, my God, that I've never seen that before. So I think iPhone 4 was the Gizmodo <laughs> phone. Yeah. Right, so that was that was a genuine left in the bar, genuine leak. Essentially, that yeah. was a, that. Well, not a genuine leak. Well, that was a failure of the. That of was the mechanism. funny. That was. I remember the, being at the launch of that. That was. They actually launched that at, at WWDC yeah. in 2010, and I was there. Yep. Yeah. And I remember when Steve Jobs first announced it. He said, "Stop me if you've seen this before." Yeah. So he had <laughs> a sense thing, of humor. The thing about is, though, it. since then, it's been further back the supply chain. So they've been going to. Um, you know, factories, and I think then yeah. Apple did a good job of, of nailing down the factories, and then there's been these kind of what they call case dummies made yeah. from sources within factories that then the case... Ma- so we've got to this point now where all the leakers have found ways yes. of creating, uh, you know, information about the iPhone. But I've got to say, mate, and you've got these ones at techguide.com.au, yeah. <laughs> if that is the new iPhone, accurate. Wow. Yeah, well, what Trevor's referring to is the re- these renders uh, made by the Kashkaro site are based on the leaked information. Yep. And and if they're to be believed, there's going to be the triple camera system on the back, which is, brings me in line with Samsung, Huawei devices, yep. uh, with, a, with a little flash, but it's in this really big square. So it looks like it's many the, have it, called, for me, it's yeah. the square of the Mate 20. So remember, the Mate yes, 20's got a big but square. but in the corner. Yeah, yeah, but it's in the corner, and they're in a triangular format <laughs> Yeah, with the flat. I mean, I just, frankly, that's the bit I don't believe is the layout of the of the lenses. Would Apple let that out? Do you ever get I don't. Like, do you, what, what do you So the Huawei Mate 20, with that big square not uh, yeah. bulge, looks okay because it's it's four things. It's symmetrical. It's symmetrical, and, and yes. it's in the middle. Symmetrical, yeah, whereas yeah. this has got two and one, and then one up out here is a flash. It's just, mate, that's not going to happen. Well, uh, it's the, the square, the square may well happen, but the layout of the lenses, I you just don't so? believe, is true. And, and they're quite big too. If you look at the renders, the the lens, the area for the lens is actually quite. And this fat. is why I think that's yeah. a that's a rubbish. Uh, I think so rumor. Too. Yeah. I think it's a genuine uh, leak and and mold. Right. So think yeah. about what that's a mold of. That's a mold for case manufacturers yes. to build a a big enough hole. But the hole that case manufacturers need doesn't take into account anything to do with the lenses. Mm. The lenses can be anything within that. If you look at... Yeah, it just needs um, space. I mean, even yeah. this, right? Even yeah. the, the P30, it just needs a big yeah. space. They don't need Same to know that, that one of them square and two, and two of them yep. are circles, right? Yep. So I think that it, it will have a It's a placeholder. I think it will have a square yep. a camera section in the top corner where the current kind of cameras yeah. are, but I don't believe the layout will be it the doesn't same look as that. that. It, doesn't look, it doesn't look Apple... Like it, Apple design, it's a, to it's it, a very it? you know. There's a. I don't believe Johnny Ive would use this word, but I think it's. I think it's described as fugly. <laughs> well, you're not the only one who thinks that. Forbes magazine came out and actually called it ugly <laughs> and an aesthetic <laughs> aesthetic nightmare. So fancy that Forbes weighing in on this. It's, it is a rumor though, and so. But if uh, the three lenses, I think, is a, it's a no-brainer. They're going to have three lenses, three 12-megapixel lenses, wide-angle telephoto and ultra-wide to match to match a year-old technology. Can yes. Apple beat this phone <laughs> in 2019? Well, if that's accurate information, no. Because if they're three 12-megapixel lenses, then they've lost already. Because oh. what do you got, a 20, a 40, and, a, and, a, and an 8 or a 12? I don't even care about megapixels. I care about zoom. Yep. And yep. it's just it's spectacular. I think that that Apple's approach to and, and the cameras on the iPhones are very good. No but doubt. Apple's approach to photography is 
we're not going to bash you over the head with these really garish, bright colours. You know, like that they leave it, they leave it tastefully under undercooked, so you can edit it, and there's room there to improve it. Whereas the the Huawei pictures look great, and the screens as well make them look really nice as well. It sort of flatters the picture. Uh, so I think that that's the difference. Where everyone, I, I, my wife, when I was using the Huawei, my wife had her iPhone 10, and we were virtually taking pictures of the same thing in Paris, and we were putting them side by side. And she's thinking, "Wow, look at yours and how colourful and how it's like pumped up the greens and blues and everything." You know what? Still tastes a good photo the iPhone, but in terms of zoom and just so, the sheer size. Of so the file, forget the zoom, behind. forget the size. Uh, the low light photography is ridiculous. Well, that's that's key there. I think, oh, I think that's yeah. where Apple needs to catch yes, up. They do. If they if they abandon if they don't worry about any even three times zoom, right? They got two times. Yeah. Don't worry about three. Don't worry about five. Don't worry about hybrids. Yeah. The low light. Did you see those photos I took at my mum's? Yes, I did. Harry. Yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah. and that was in total darkness. So you know, t- every other phone would t- took a, a black picture. Yeah. So the 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 what I had was a, a gap that big in a sliding door to the ensuite. Yep. Where the light was, so there was yep. a light source in the room. My naked eye saw less than what the Huawei produced. <laughs> Incredible, and Way the ISI less. is well, ISO. In that photo was a yeah. hundred thousand, wow. and we know it goes to four hundred. Amazing. And the photos I took, in fact, here uh, in my photo review, it's just it's just the low light is spectacular, yeah. and I think that it. I think there's massive benefits to that when you when you look at the kind of photos that people take at nightclubs and restaurants and absolutely. You remember, yeah. I remember going when we we're in Berlin. With Sony, uh, you know, for EFA at one point they were announcing an X, Xperia or something. And do you remember being at dinner with the Sony people, yeah. and they were taking photos, and that that was it was a, it was a night on the street, yeah, low Didn't light, and we were we were trying to dem- they were trying to demonstrate how yeah. good it was, and it was it was I good actually, yeah. I think we went to Checkpoint Charlie, and they took photos of stuff, and, but, yeah. but this so that's you want to bring out the photo, and well, so that's where Apple needs to think jump ahead. That, and it's it's no coincidence that that's kind of the focus of the of the leak is this new camera setup because that's where put this way if if they put out that as we suspect the specs are going to be, that's still a year behind everyone yeah. else. That's that's, like, right. that's the make twenty yeah, from last year. Lead, yeah. So what what is going to happen here? And also, what, what are they going to say? Oh, okay, ours is only this good, but everyone broad, else's is better. The broad aesthetics. Are now yeah. six, six S, seven, eight, ten, well, the ten, S, kind five, of five, mate. No, are you, but the, are the you curve, including the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole concept. Well, what are of they the going to do? What can you do? I think well, I, I thought they were going to square up the phone. I again. honestly think yeah. they would. It would look the, sa- the iPad Pro. That's what it should yeah, be because I, I think that looks yeah. magnificent. And with the USB C port. I don't know. That's required. Apparently, the according to these renders, if they're to be believed, it's still got a lightning connection. Mate, the phone, the phone will not have USB C. So, you confident reckon? of that. Yep, confident of that. Lightning's oh, not failing them in any way. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it would would have been a nice... The only reason, the only selling forward. point for USB-C on the iPad Pro is things like the DSLR yeah, integration and stuff like that. And stuff, you can't yeah. even use the USB-C you can't, you can't, you can't in any way, shape or form. Or anything in there, so no. it would yeah. be a defeatist thing. So Fair enough. Squaring it off like this, yeah. I mean, that is a beautiful device. The iPad device. Pro looks amazing. Yeah, you're right. So you're why right. the hell not square off the phone? Well, this could be just, just complete crap then. This could be a leak, maybe an intentionally wrong leak. You know how Steve Jobs back in the day, apparently, if this is to be, this was in his book, that he used to tell different people different information, to find out, and to see who was leaking out the information, which is yeah. genius. It is, and is this a case of that where they're thinking, here, let's just give them something to chew on, and have we yet seen the real iPhone? Is this it? But we're, uh, we're we're like how many months out are we? So October, it's not. No. Did it stop? No, really? I don't know. The, you're talking about the not talking about the yeah, no, roadcaster. The, the, the roadcaster. The camera just died on us. No, it's not dead, but it's not recording. 
There's no red light. No. You might have run out of memory. No, I didn't run out of memory. Anyway. It's all part of the experiment. It is, yes. This well, will never be seen. Twi- the first 20 minutes were good. Nah, my public. <coughs> Okay, it's official. Anyway, but uh, iPhone, I think uh, they really. My need fear to is pull the renders are accurate source. apart from the lens placement, and yeah. I think well, that will be a shame. They've got to really do something, and it's probably going to be a four G phone. You got to remember when this comes out. What is it? We'll have already had the note. Mate, uh, sorry, Mate ten five G. Mate, sorry, mate thirty. Sorry, Note ten. Yes, <laughs> Note ten. So I'm mixing my yeah. brands. Note ten five G. Yeah, Mate thirty. 5G. Probably will come after it. Better, better cameras all across the board. Yeah, and you hear I'm hearing the leaks and the rumors about the S, the Note 10 and how it's just going to be blow everything away, battery capacity, everything. And then I, Apple comes out with the next iPhone. What is it? iPhone 11, whatever the hell they call it. Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, which we didn't we go for that last year, and they they brushed. No, that us was off. this year. We're still was in. It? We're okay. still in that year. We're still hanging in for Apollo. Are we? Was that last year? I think it was last. I thought it was well, last year. The camera doesn't matter. I thought it was last year. But anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, is is if they unless they've got to come up with something, they've got to knock something out of the park mm. for people to say, oh, how good is that? Well, otherwise, they're going, to, oh, is that a, is that it? Because they've got all these other devices coming out around them. Huawei has got this amazing momentum. The P thirty Pro is it's 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 everywhere. You now. know what I fear? September's event will be. Here's the new iPhone. And guess what? All our new services are available. So the arcade, the, all those new things they announced. So the Apple and, TV Plus. And they'll get excited about that. But actually, that's not... I mean, it's good. It's going to it's gonna bring a new revenue. It's going to be a yeah. great thing. But the phone is has enough? to be a standout. It's not enough. I'm not... Look, I'm not hearing a lot of people switch. Oh, there's definitely people going, I'm moving from iPhone to Android. But it's not... Like it's happening. A lot of people have switched. They've taken the the Huawei up. They've, and the oh. Sam, Samsung, the S10, and the Huawei phones. A lot of my readers and probably some of yours and listeners have said, "Yeah, that's it." Oh, I've definitely Apple, had it. But I'm moving. I'm not suggesting it's a, a groundswell, right? Yeah, it's not. So Apple can yeah. be a bit complacent in that sense. I think what what we're seeing is probably it's more likely to for a Samsung customer to go to Huawei and vice versa. It's easier to make that's that exactly, switch. That's why I've said all yeah. along the biggest loser this year will be Samsung. Not because their so? phone's no good. Yeah. It's because the Huawei's just yeah. been mar- out marketing and, and like, look at the marketing. It's just been epic. Brilliant. I've You've seen got... way more ads for Huawei oh, yeah. than Samsung. Absolutely. And, way and, more. and in prime time, like during the news. And, yeah. Yeah. They've really. And they run them hard. everywhere. I'm seeing them on, uh, yes. you know, catch up services. That music they play in the background is just, oh, hang on, it's the Huawei ad again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But Absolutely. so Apple, yeah, but you know what? They've surprised us in the past. You never know. Never it's underestimate Apple. Been a while since they surprised us in September. Do you think? Yeah, well, in terms of design and features, I guess, but it's so heavily like this. We know so much about them, then it's you know, it's hard to... Like no other company, that. the scrutiny that it's on them. Absolutely. All right, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 386, thanks to Netgear and Unidet. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Two blokes proudly supported by Uniden. They've got a range of uh, their various security cameras. The Guardian AppCam Solo is a, a great twin pack where uh, you can have set up two cameras in, in your property and they all use Thermosense. This is the heat and movement sensor detection. So the problem with a lot of other cameras is they, they detect all kinds of movement. But with Uniden, uh, they don't send you all these these notifications they are using Thermosense. It detects heat and movement, so you're getting those proper notifications. So if there's heat and movement, it's probably a person 
that is in front of your cameras. Uh, they all have they all record in full HD as well, so 1080p. Uh, they've got two-way audio as well, so you can actually talk to whoever's in front of the camera. And of course, they're weatherproof, so you can place them inside and out and watch live through the companion app or through a recording. They've also got SD card backup, and you can also record up to the cloud. But that remote viewing is handy if you want to just check in on your home or your office or wherever you happen to be from anywhere in the world. The Uniden AppCam Solo Plus Twin Pack, If you want to, it makes a great start. If you haven't got a security camera, there's two in the pack. You can get a little system set up really quickly. Check it out at uniden.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, we, I mean, we spent a bit of time talking about Apple and we could have segued directly into this, but it's an interesting debate because a lot of their um, marketing at the moment isn't about a device, it's about a philosophy. Exactly. And that philosophy is privacy. And this started essentially back at CES. Do you remember? Yeah, what, happens, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. And it, was the, it wasn't just a billboard. It was the side of a building. Yeah. It was a building-sized yeah. ad facing directly at the convention centre. And uh, that was a little bit of a shot across the bow to say, look at us. Here's, we're not at the show, but here we are. Uh, and uh, that kind of was ramming home the point that privacy is one of those things that customers, I think, they'd like to think they have, uh, but many don't realise they don't, Yeah, depending on the device they use. So here's my thing. I mean, I, I feel like the conversation, I feel like the billboards, I feel like everything is essentially directed at Huawei. Um but it's, yeah. but it's really not, well, is it? Google. They're, well, they're, they're, Apple they're, have never mentioned any other brand. company or brand. That's but, right. But I, I just worry it can be perceived that way because obviously yeah. the, the other stuff that, that surrounds Huawei. The, the but timing of it was interesting where the privacy ads ramped up as Huawei was releasing a device. Totally, yes. Yeah. But actually what they're, they're more referring to is the operating system broadly, which is Google, yeah. right? Yep. And Android. And like it does scare a lot of people. There's been plenty of stories about how much information your phone is, is sharing with Google. So... Uh, you know, tracking your location, yep. uh, you know, the things that you're doing, the apps you're opening and that kind of stuff. So explain to me how that's not the same with Apple when one of the great examples is your phone says, you know, you should leave for home now, it's traffic's bad. Yeah. Your, your Siri says that, so so does Google. Is the difference that that information is being generated and done from the phone yep. as opposed to being done at Google servers and being that's used right. to create a profile of you? That's right. It's all it's all on your device. All your pro- private information uh, is is in a, in a secure enclave on your phone. So the architecture was designed with that in mind of the device. So yep. there is, and it, and it actually boots up separately to your main processor. It's it's its own little part of the device of your phone, and that stores all the keys to your biometric encryption and all of that. So it's the it's the biome, it's the encryption lock for all your private information. Yeah. Now the and what you mentioned earlier about the onboard that that's kind of the onboard intelligence. A lot of things happens at the at the device level where okay you're here and you need to be there. That's all that information is all on your phone. Right, so it doesn't right. need to go up to a server. Whereas that's to get coming that from Google servers when when that's an Android right. phone tells Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And and not only that and and we can go through all the different ways it, it does it, but Apple. That they 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 concentrate they focus mainly on their own apps, but third party apps have to follow the same rules. Where if anyone is to access your information, they've got to ask you for permission. So all of these things, but within Apple's like within messaging, within uh, Apple Pay, within Maps, within the browser, there's all these little things playing in the background. And uh, with with Safari, that's a really good example where you know all these cookies that uh, that you go to a site and a, yeah. there's a little cookie that you generate and. Safari now has a feature where if there's a site wanting to to play, give you the cookie, 
you have to approve it. A little thing pops up. You notice that on Safari, whenever you go to a site, you're getting, yeah, okay, no, I don't want that. Right. The, the cookie is basically you if you yeah. if you search for um, Fiji and holidays, and then suddenly Facebook and everything else is full up of Fiji holiday ads. That's the cookie following you around the internet. Yeah. And a lot of people think, well, that's a little bit creepy and. They don't like that. They think it's a breach of their privacy, and that's why Apple have their, their they've a, a thing that's switched on by default. By the way, on the iPhone, that yeah. prevents the cross-site tracking. Mm. They use uh, they use this the the the, uh, the technology on Safari to uh, to know when a, a cookie's being generated, and then to, again to to ask for permission. But it's that secure enclave that's really the secret source here. Because don't forget, Apple make the software that runs with the hardware. So yeah, it's all with. We could compare it to, say, a Samsung phone, but Samsung's running Google. Yeah. And Google... Um, Samsung run, runs a solid layer over the top of it, but in the end, do. the back end is still is Google, Google, isn't it? And, and there was interesting... In my story on Tech Guide, I did a bit of research about how the comparison of what the privacy between the devices would be, and there was a professor from Vanderbilt University who said that the Android, an Android device will share... will suck out 10 times more information about you and send it up to servers than an iPhone will. Right. Because you've got to remember, and he said, it's Google's the world's largest digital advertising company. That's why they do it. In yeah. Location information, uh, you know, your personal information, where you, all this stuff is meant to then be thrown back at you in ads. And a lot of people think, and, and we've had this discussion before, who cares? My name isn't on all that information. Mm. Uh, they don't know my address. It's all kind of anonymous. How Apple do it, they, they have these random uh, identity generators. So to them, you're not Trevor Long and I'm not Stephen Fennick. You're ABCD17945 that changes every couple of I'm minutes. I'm a barcode, for yeah, Christ's so sake. This, this changes all the time. But even, too, with things like mapping. Like I know Google location tracking is pretty solid. Yeah. With Apple, what they do, they, they have what they call fuzzy location. So say you're in Hyde Park in the the city and you ask for directions to a certain place it needs to locate you somehow but it locates you in this much broader area it doesn't pinpoint where you are it draws a larger square around you to say right you're somewhere in here so let's work from that so rather than them knowing exactly to the meter where you are they have that what they call the fuzzy location where you're around here just so you think, okay, they don't know my exact location. That's what they've done. But when you open up an iPhone and use Maps, it knows. Where but you it are. knows that uses the intelligence though, based on what you what you're searching for. Then it'll 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 give you again that fuzzy location. And then, but still, your your destination is not changing. So it, it get works out roughly where you are, and then uh, and then offers well, those. Blue directions. dot appears on the map. Yeah, so but, exactly but that's if you're specifically asking for. Um, the directions, like turn-by-turn turn directions, but in terms of locating you and trying to suggest restaurants and that where you are, oh, you're okay, not the right. dot on the map. You're in this larger area. Okay, That's what right, I mean. right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, see, I, that. I would argue these are great ads. I've seen them. Yeah, they're good. Um, they're, they're running them well. Yeah, yeah. I, it makes a point, but I, I do question whether anyone really cares. Yeah, I tell you what. I tell, see, see, it, it, it a is year part ago, of the reason why I went back to an iPhone. I, after I had I had the I had a chat and did the story, and I'm thinking, you know what, I'm I'm going to go back. And the the thing that, the thing that got to me was, you know, iMessage, right? Yeah, iMessage to iMessage is blue, hmm. and and how that looks when you send an iMessage, it, it's it, it's just gobbledygook encrypted. It's encrypted, and then when it goes to the other person, they've got the key to unlock it and read yeah. it. Uh, if a message is green, there's no encryption. It just yeah. sails through the air, through the cellular network. 
So not through the data, not through data. So uh, that's open to interception. Well, no one's going to do it, hmm. but it's possible. So that that's what that's another. Why use WhatsApp? And WhatsApp that's got encryption as well. Yeah. But normal green text message from an iPhone, you're sending your message out there in hasn't been encrypted. And it's out there. If anyone gives a crap to read your text message, oh, oh, that's my point. Then I've got nothing to fear with anyone reading my text messages. But I just think Apple are coming from a place, and and I like their motto that says, "Your you know, your business is not our business." And and this whole their sort of approach is that privacy is a fundamental right for people. They should be entitled to have their privacy. So they're either they're either uh, late to the game or early to the game. One of the two. Because yeah, if they if they if if you go with late to the game, um, you know last year was a better time to be doing this because of the Facebook drama and it would have yeah. been good to be active about it then, even though they were and it was their yeah. philosophy then. It's not like it's a new thing. It's been going on for a while. Being absolutely. active about it, yeah, yeah. Or they are very very smartly many many moons ahead of the game because in a few years from now, this whole world of Google and um, Facebook and all these other dramas will come back to bite all those big companies. It, it, you know, it, Google's don't be evil. Yeah. It's just not yeah, true. No, it's not, well, not their philosophy anymore. It is, but it is. Um, we are just. Uh, they see us as just potential customers to market to. We're just all the whether we're using YouTube or Maps or whatever. We're generating all this data that they're just throwing back at us to to sell us something. Yeah, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. But let, let's go another step where we're now using our devices to pay for things. Mm. Here's one thing I never knew. When you use a plastic credit card in a store, yeah. right, there is numerous bits of information that are shared from that transaction to data brokers. Yeah, that's so right. What you bought, how much you paid, yep. the store you were in, all of that stuff is shared. Mm. And and just the fact of having a physical card, you know, mm. the, you, the shop the shop person takes it, the the, uh, the the retailer takes it away or uses it somewhere else. And there's that disconnect with, you know, someone else is holding my credit card. So with Apple Pay, they say that the, the each transaction is generates this unique yeah, security token. code. Yeah, yep. so it's the merchant doesn't see your credit card details. Apple doesn't see it. No one sees it. It doesn't even exist on your phone. It just happens. Boom. So my biggest argument yeah. with people who whinge and moan about privacy is about, I and, say... And security. I say, yeah. so do you use credit cards at Woolworths? Because, you know, Woolworths knows... Not who you are, but they know that credit card has bought Cadbury chocolate every week for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's your credit card, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they know that. They, know, that, that they know my credit card buys Diet Coke and Smith's Crisps and, you know, it's, yeah, it's M&Ms. absolutely, it's a huge yeah. amount of data. But that's actually my point is, I think the amount of information, the amount of, the lack of privacy that exists in society generally is still very, very unknown. Like, people don't know it. It's, it's not widely reported. Yeah. Uh, and I think most people would go, yeah, I still want to yeah. keep using my card. I think that's I the think, challenge for Apple. Yeah, I agree. Is, is selling it as a selling point. Yes. I, I think, think it's a great thing to be doing, and it's a great uh, philosophy. Well, I think they want to be seen to be to, to say they've got your back. Yeah. You know, we're, not, we're not sucking this. You're not a big data farm for us. We're, we respect your privacy, and we're leaving you alone. Yeah. Although, although they do know, take note of what apps you download, music you listen to, but that's just to suggest back to you what you may like, like Netflix does. Like Netflix, you, do you like it when it suggests, oh, you, if you watch this, you might like this, and it's got, oh, this is a 97% match, and that's exactly what Netflix does. So yeah. Apple does that as well to maybe sell you some more apps, some more music, a book, or whatever you want, a TV show, movie, 
That's what they get off you as well. But it's but it's collected so that you can suggest other content you may want to enjoy. So they're not they don't take zero information from you, but there are these little things like I don't care if they know what who I've listened to or what movies I've watched or whatever or what apps I've downloaded. I don't care. And if they can suggest something else I like, great. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I'd be amazed. I'd be interested. Sorry. To, Does anyone to care? Know what Let's ask think. our listeners. Yep. Do you care about your? Uh, are you an Android user? First, firstly, do you care about this as a topic in terms of Apple's push yeah. for privacy? And secondly, is it the kind of thing that in your next purchase would make you consider one way or another? Yeah, I think that's that's the kicker. Absolutely. Does it change yeah. your Does it change your purchasing views in any way, shape, or form? Hit us up on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen, uh, the Huawei Mate 20 is a great phone. It was the end of last year. It was no no doubt in my mind. I think we both agreed the best phone of um, of 2018. Okay. Uh, it had an amazing camera. It had a brilliant battery life. And then earlier yep. this year, they released the Porsche Design Mate 20 RS. Now, okay. I've got to tell you, it's beautiful. It's a really nice phone. It's got a... Oh, uh, where is it? Oh, it's, it's gone back again? No, it's in the box over there. Okay. But it's um, it's got an artisan leather back. It's yep. got two leather straps either <laughs> side of the back. Very nice. But instead of that square uh, kind of bulge of the of the Mate 20 camera, there's a whole glass strip down the middle, like a racing nice. stripe. I can see the pictures on there. Very nice. Oh, is that the cover? Yeah, that's a, there's, a, there's okay. a flip cover, which gives you an always-on-time display. Yeah. There's some really nice things about it. When you open it up, there's a there's an animated wallpaper that slides up. It's very, very fancy. Nice. Um, but it's $2,599, Stephen. Okay. The standard Mate 20 Pro is now eleven ninety nine at JB's. It was thirteen ninety nine really? or so before. Okay, yeah, wow. Um, That's a good I know. Maybe it's thirteen ninety nine now. It used to be used to be fifteen ninety nine. So co- according to, to, to EFT, no, no, it is eleven ninety nine right now at JB's. JB Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi. Right? Okay. Um, so you're talking about a device that is more than double the price, wow. and it's the exact same specs on the inside, apart from the Porsche Design Studio's influence over the device. It's a phone I can absolutely not recommend to anyone. And works the same way. Exactly. The same camera. And 100%. Yep, 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 yep. Just having that Porsche name on but it. The, but here's the thing. It's not... It's the Porsche Design Studio, which are yep. you know integral to the design of Porsche cars and all those things, I'm sure. But so that's the same it leather has and stitching no as the car. Porsche logo on it. That's the Porsche oh, Design on. Studio logo. Is that? But isn't that okay? It's right. still Porsche Design, so it's a P goes into a D. Sure, but it, that, yeah. it's not a Porsche car logo. Like okay. if you're a Porsche fan, the Porsche Design logo means nothing to you, right? But the justification for this product existing in the world is made to me by the existence of the Porsche car. Like if you wanted a uh, five-seater SUV luxury European car, you could buy an outstanding Jaguar F-Pace, beautiful car, wonderfully designed, excellent ride and handling, beautiful leather. Or you could spend a whole bunch more money and get a Porsche Porsche. Macan. So (laughs) the fact that Porsches are able to be sold as cars proves that maybe this phone could be sold as well. But I don't know who's buying a a $2,599 Huawei. Yeah, wow. That's strong. Although it's a Porsche-designed Huawei. Porsche design. I don't. But like, isn't isn't that the same leather that's in the car? And isn't it supposed to give it some just an kind artisan of leather? It's not. It's not like yeah, it's right. the same leather that's okay. in the car. Didn't they have another one a year? Yeah, ago, this is about the third or fourth yeah, Porsche right. so design. There's a, phone. there's a partnership yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely, which okay. is great for them. But oh, I don't know who's buying it. it does look nice. I got to say, looks pretty cool. Is it worth twice as much as the Mate Twenty? No, it's I'm not. not sure. I can. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not. Yeah, like, it's just not. <laughs> How where could it be? Yeah, if it had a. Fifteen times zoom well, instead of a five. The, um, 
the Oppo. Remember they had the the Find, Find X, X. Uh, Lamborghini edition. Isn't that like about two and a half grand as well? And I'd buy that because it's got the Lamborghini logo yeah. on it. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Nice Imagine they had a Lamborghini design logo on it, yeah. just an LD. I'd be like, "Where's my Lamborghini logo? Where's my yeah. Raging Bull?" So you reckon if that had the the Porsche badge car on logo on it, you'd think I'd yeah. recommend it. Really? Because then you're a, you're just a Porsche for the badge, fan. right? Yeah. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, my views. Interesting. Uh, review at EFTM.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen, you've sat uh, for some detail in front of Ooh, the yeah. Samsung 8K TV. This was absolutely... Uh, I really enjoyed doing this review. I got a chance to play all my favourite movies and, and sit in front of the 8K TV. They had a 4K TV set up next to it, a 2018 yep. 4K. Uh, and then the new 2019 8K, 8K. both 75-inch TVs. And I've got to say, the obviously, no 8K content to... There is some small Stuff amount of content. Shot, yeah. You can sort of put a USB in or a hard drive and yeah. watch 8K, which is amazing, but not a lot around. Uh, so the real power of this TV was the upscaling. Yeah. And I put it through its paces pretty solid and full marks... To the 8K TV for the upscale, it did a remarkable job. And it, well, so what did you I, watch? What sort of I watched? Did you... I, I, I put I watched Foxtel, um, normal HD Foxtel. I watched 4K Foxtel, then I watched DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K. And across the board, it did a good job with every, not just adding pixels and smoothing out stuff, but it actually made decisions on better contrast and and made the picture better. There's a really good example uh, on, if I can get back to my homepage here, uh, there's a good example of Game of Thrones. I know you're not a fan, but <laughs> there's a really good example of the side-by-side shot of 4K and 8K together. Now, you can see from what I'm pointing out there, if you look at it on yep. Tech Guide, everyone else, yep. there's a scene there where Jon Snow and Daenerys... It basically, it looks to me like the 4K's blown out. That he, yeah, so the background it was sort of snow and ice, and the the, the characters at the front are having a bit of a kiss and cuddle, wearing fur coats. Oh, right, that's not as I understand Game of Thrones. Yeah, they got their clothes on, but in the on the eight K version, it made a decision to not only sharpen the image. Or in in person, you can see the detail in the fur and her hair and everything, but it decided it said, you know what, that background's not quite right. So it's added a bit more contrast and lifted all this detail out of the background, and that's. That's part of this intelligent upscaling. So it's not just making adding the resolution and making those decisions. It's also making the quality decisions as well, which is remarkable. That's some solid processing going on there. There's also, too, you can see see her face is sort of a little bit, you lost the edge of her face. It's a little bit white, and on a white background, it's very hard to sort of get some good contrast there. But the 8K TV has pumped a bit of contrast in there. It's lifted. It, it sort of lifted her face up out of the background. Yeah. And even the fur, like when you see the Jon Snow's fur coat in the front there, it, it's like you could reach out and, and, and stroke the fur. That's how real it <laughs> looked. You know? like, incredible. But also, too, I thought, let's compare 4K to 4K as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching AFL on the 4K channel, and this is probably the best example, I reckon. You know, the reason we AK TVs are important now, and the reason they exist is because our, we want bigger TVs, but we're not building bigger lounge rooms. So imagine a customer buying a, their first 4K TV. They said, I want to get a, let's get a 75-inch TV. Mm. So they replaced their 55-inch TV with a 75-inch TV in the same space, mm. They're sitting the same distance away from the TV. They're potentially going to see pixels, the little squares on the screen. 
Yeah. So that's the reason why AK is being brought in to avoid that. Now, so look at that's 4K, right? Now look look at the, the on his face. There's all the squares on his face. But look what AK does to it from the same distance. Smooth as you can even see the edge of his face is slightly more defined. See, there's a bit of sort of a bit little bit of sort of furriness to his face there. But look at the hard edge it puts on his face. Mm. Really amazing job of lifting out that detail, so you don't see any pixels at all. But going through from DVD as well, that's a DVD of um, the movie The Abyss, James Cameron's movie. The, oh, you can only get it on DVD, by the way, not on Blu-ray, not on 4K yet. But it really did a good job. The DVD had it, it did a really nice job of sort of smoothing out the surfaces, bringing out a bit more detail in the dark scenes and everything like that. But another oh, another, another cool feature was its uh, its viewing angle. Remember we saw this in Korea, the viewing yeah. angle of the 8K. Now we're on this on the angle of the 4K TV and the 8K TV. Look at the viewing angle, how much punchier the colour is on the screen. The black level is so good that it's merging with the letterbox top and bottom. You can't see it, yeah. whereas the 4K is sort of a bit smokier black where you can definitely see it. That's another big improvement too. The viewing angle is remarkable too. But also too... But that's a 2018 thing, not just an AK thing as 20, well. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. But in, in terms of colour, like this is a good example of how it just punches up the colour a little bit. This is a 4K... That's The Last Jedi. So there's a scene here where there's grass. And look how much greener it is here. So it's punched up the colour. It's sort of even... See how the sort of the sea ocean in the background's washed out a bit over here on the left hand? See how you can see the detail in the ocean and, and, all, and the definition around the rocks there? Yep. Really done. And that's 4K to near 8K. And it's made not only more detail, but the general quality that you're seeing it's lifted at another level as well yeah. so mate full marks to samsung that's amazing as i said in my story best tv you can buy but also the most expensive tv you can buy because they start yeah. at ten thousand dollars all the way up to seventeen thousand five hundred bucks but remarkable if you i called it the rolls royce of tvs if you can afford yeah. a rolls royce go for your life and, you're going to have a great experience and it's it's a final reminder to people that 8k is not about 8k content it's about 8k for pixel density, for yeah. viewing, for large screens. It's not absolutely. about having the yeah. 8K content. It will come in uh, years to come, is, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, they shoot movies in 8K, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. Movies are shot in 8K and then dumbed down to 4K. The point is, yeah. it looks makes current content look better, and you can see all the photos that Stephen was referring to are at techguide.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Stephen, um, 386 in the can. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. Um... I guess we'll do it again next week. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, we, we took a week off last we year. We did. Oh, look, school oh, holidays yeah, are done school now. School holidays. Yeah, a bit of a trip with the kids out to, yeah. to, to Walker Road. We went out to Walker Road Love. on the train. It was good fun. How was that? It was all right? It's great. It's a good experience. Kids enjoyed it. Kids love it. Kids yeah. love the train. They Something different. It. Harry, every time he saw someone tell me to go on the train, he goes, catching the train. First class. <laughs> like, he's already got it in him. Really? We went first class. Naturally. Mate, two centimetres extra leg room and you're <laughs> in the buffet car. It's not like there's life flats. <laughs> How long was the trip? Six hours. Six yeah, mate, so there was a long way away. A lot of activities the kids would have Oh, went. mate, I smashed it. On out. the way up, we bought colouring books and everything. On the way up, we smashed it. Did a great job. Yep. Only one hour of iPad time, as per every other day. Okay. No dramas at all. Wow. On the way back, Did Dad mate, have an only one hour of iPad time? Dad had one hour of sleepy time. Okay. Um, <laughs> kids, you can have iPad time. I'm <laughs> the, sleeping. The, <laughs> on the way back, uh, we, we'd, we'd done all the activities, so we played okay. a lot of Uno. Okay. Did you not play... Um, what do you play the the spot spot No, I didn't make a train spot because I don't remember what was on the what was okay. on the. Tr- a lot of trees going. Woof, woof, woof. Yeah. T for tree. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, done. Or I spy. I spy yeah, no. <laughs> Something with T is no, a tree, but, mate. You know what? Uno, great game. Yeah, it's a great game. Do you have to do the uh, when you're down to your last card? You got to. You say Uno. 
No, I say Uno, of course. I'm thinking of another card game where you got to say Uno. You got knock on the desk. Uh, I say uh, Uno. That's stupid. And you say Uno. 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 Hundred percent Uno. Okay. Well, how do the uh, how do they how do, they how do the Italians say? Oh, no, the Spanish. <laughs> what, what language is it? Say Hola. Uh, Hola. No. Or one. Hola. One. Two. Three. Uno. Uno. Dos. Tres. Uno. Uno. Duo. So Uno means I'm down. Mate, on it's my last card. one card. It's okay. not Uno. Oh, oh, okay. That's a very good argument in how to pronounce it. Oh, mate, good. I just can't Spanish. believe the people that six. We did a, I did a yeah, survey. No, yeah, Sixty percent of it's Australian. Like yeah, it's no. just full Aussie. You know. <laughs> and mate, when you tell a seven-year-old, listen, beat, you forgot to say you know and, oh. and Uno, and you have to pick up. Oh, mate, they lose their mind. Did, that, did any of the kids win any games, mate? Oh yeah, they're pretty good. They mate, go Harry. What about Harry? Yeah. He's seven. He's played one game with Grandma while I had a little nap, yeah. and I've come up <laughs> a lot of napping. A lot, a lot of napping. <laughs> I've come up, had a game, and yeah. he's he's down to Uno. Goes Uno, and I've gone fine. Color change, red, and he's gone. Uh, he just looked at me and gone, boom, and laid down a color change card. Oh, he'd held on he to held a color change card all the way to Uno, which means you can't lose, mate. Smart, mate. smart. But he'll we're smashing the, it because we'll be on the poker tables. We're playing the Toy Story Four version of Uno, which has Is there one an already? extra card. Right, okay. it's called the Duke Kaboom. And it looks like a draw four, but you put it down, you get to choose a colour. Draw four. Yeah, you get to put down, you put down, and you get to choose a colour. And then you're playing with four people, let's say, and you say, Duke Kaboom, Stephen and Tom, you combine your cards, shuffle them, and deal them out and split them between each other. Oh, really? So if Jackson's down to one and Victoria's up to ten, I say Victoria and Jackson, and there's so there's eleven cards, and they deal them out five and six. And really? we're back That's in cool. the game, baby. You make me feel like playing Uno. Mate, it's a great game. Yeah. I say crack it out on the weekend with the kids. Do you, I know just uh, we're totally off topic on the tech stuff here. But what a when, shock. When, when um, like, I quite enjoy a board game. Do you like playing board games? Oh, like, like Scrabble? I don't you mind. Scrabble with no, your kids? Scrabble because I'm just stupid. I don't Scrabble's know words. Great. I love Scrabble. But Monopoly, I don't Monopoly's mind. good. But I, I smash my kids every time because they're not that smart. Yeah, right. Okay. Maybe they don't, um, really get the property game. They don't go for park lane. Game? Trouble? We, we got the, oh, yeah. the dice in the middle. Boggle. That's that's oh, no no boggles boggles trouble. The, no boggles. trouble. Yeah, trouble. Boggles where you got to make the words. Yeah, up Yeah, true. For the trouble. You push it down. Yeah, love that. Dice pops up. We love that. And you got to then get your get your pieces in and. Yeah. What about Trivia Twister? Pursuit? Twister. <laughs> yeah, we play that late at night. <laughs> when, the, when the kids are asleep. That's we play a different Twister. version. Yeah, yeah. We love playing Twister. And on that note, we'll be back next week on <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech.